Welcome to the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast, powered by Anchor. The opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast in general. Also, portions of the live stream may be edited for podcast release. Extreme Anime Radio. From the greatest city in the world, broadcasting to fans of anime and the Japanese culture all around the world, we welcome you to the one and only Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. It is Wednesday, June 17th, 2020. We thank you so much for joining us. I'm JR, and joining me as per usual in good old Canadian land, Mr. Neff Canuck. Good evening, Canadian land. That sounds so polite, so boring, so safe. Well, as opposed to us. Well, I didn't want to go there. I just swear I didn't want to go there. <laughs> Canada sounds nice right about now, though, I think. Well, if you're a resident in certain states in the U.S., anywhere sounds nice other than where you are in those certain states in the U.S. right now. <laughs> well, uh, we have uh, pretty much an open-ended agenda tonight. Uh I've been a little busy lately with uh, work, so I don't have too much on my docket. Uh, I did have a lot to talk about last time, so I figure Neff will take the ball uh, for a good majority of our conversations. So I'm sure you're prepared. Uh, about as prepared as you can be after a full day of you know trying to deal with you know struggling clients and you know trying to balance life at the same time and trying not to drop it on your feet. Uh oh, one of those days, yeah. huh? One of those days where it's like you're juggling, except you're juggling chainsaws, and they're on fire. <laughs> Please remember that the Extreme Anime Radio podcast is available on Anchor at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio, as well as on a variety of podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, and a few others. Just search for the Extreme Anime Radio podcast. I'd also like to announce that we have a sponsor for tonight's podcast, and that is Shinigami Liz, who's in the chat room. Hello, Liz. Um, she has been a longtime supporter of Extreme Anime Radio and an expert crafting person, as you know, Neff. Indeed, her, her moon-based crochet creations are very nice. So uh, we want to thank her for sponsoring tonight's show. Um, and we're going to have a special uh, surprise announcement with regards to Liz 
by the time this show ends. So please look forward to that. Well, I was going to say, it's such a surprise. Even I don't know about it, so I'll be sure to stay tuned. Exactly. (laughs) If anybody would like to sponsor the Extreme Anime Radio podcast, it is $10. And uh, your um, contribution, I came up with the word subscription in my head for some reason, not contribution. I don't know why. You have Boxu Box on the brain, JR. Or the Enhanced Listener Service that we used to have. (laughs) Yeah, that too. (laughs) So if you'd like to uh, donate to uh, our podcast, uh, we do have some operating expenses that still remain. Very, very small, but there are operating expenses nonetheless. And those expenses are to pay for the servers that we're using to do our live shows. So um, if you can help contribute with that, uh, you can do so through a um, podcast sponsorship. if you go to our social media pages, uh, we'll probably rile them off here in just a second. Um, you'll see the terms and conditions and an invitation to um, either direct message us on social media or send us an email uh, for more information about that. So, Nev, since I've mentioned this, uh, it's a little early, but why don't you go ahead and mention all those social media and email outlets if you could. Okay, well, there's our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash anime radio, where you can private message us there. We're on Twitter at anime radio or twitter.com forward slash anime radio. And we're on Instagram at extreme anime radio. And of course, you can always hit us up with the good old fashioned way, extreme anime radio at gmail.com. Yes, yeah, this is something we normally leave at the end of the show, but this is kind of timely the way we're mentioning this now. So uh, if you're interested in sponsoring, um, I think we had one or two other interests in uh, sponsoring a show. And um, the sponsorship would go towards whatever our next podcast is, because sometimes we take um, a little bit of a break in between uh, weeks. So um, it will be applied to whatever the next show is uh, when we're on. And we will give you a mention uh, the first two times we speak on the air, which are normally the only two times we speak on the air in a general uh, circumstance. But there are sometimes occasions where we have more than two segments, in which case we'll just mention you the first two times. Okay. Okay. Well, let's start with the Spotify rabbit hole. The Spotify rabbit hole. What did you dig yourself into this time? Okay. Well, one of the series I'm following from this season that's just about ending is Kaguya-sama Love is War Season 2. It is one of the few shows that has not been delayed or canceled or had episodes delayed. Uh And uh, the opening theme, Daddy, Daddy Do. Mm. Yes. Done by the same artist who did the, the opening for the first season of Kaguya-sama Love is War, Love Dramatic. Nice. Dramatique, yes. So, I was trying to find this song, Daddy, Daddy Do, Mm -hmm. and I made the mistake of first trying Spotify. Why do you say mistake? Well, because Spotify tries to be helpful. And if you don't know the artist's name, you get almost everything but the song you actually wanted to get. That that that's weird. Why would it do that? I, I I don't know. I think their algorithm is a little whack, especially when you're looking for a song with a title that is odd 
<laughs> okay. Well, Daddy, Daddy, do. That's a, t- a song title that could be taken many ways, some of them wrong. And in fact, there were some versions that had the E for explicit lyrics beside it. No, I didn't go there. Okay. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, no. So I ended up going, wait a minute, there's got to be a better way to do this. So, Bright Boy, hey, let's try by artist name. But then I had to track down the artist name. Uh-oh. Yeah. And the way Spotify writes it out, it isn't quite the way it's written out in other places. Okay, so if you do a search on like CD Japan or Wikipedia or something like that, it's different completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much so. And then the problem is, mm-hmm. let's say you find the song. Let's say you find the artist. Now you have to make sure it isn't a cover version of that song oh. by that artist. Yeah. I think I found about six different people on Spotify who sang the song. A couple of them sang it in English, which was <laughs> kind of a brain breaker considering. Yeah. But okay, so I eventually find that. So I'm like, okay, I found this song. And then let's see his entire discography. Right. Which was actually which was actually quite large, considering. And so okay, we've got all these songs, great. Now you have to try and mash all these songs into a playlist. I don't know if it's easier on the computer, but on the iDevice, I'm flipping and I'm flipping and I'm adding and flipping on it. I think I spent a half an hour on something that should have taken five minutes. And you end up flipping off the device essentially. Yeah, I was ready to flip it into a corner. <laughs> <laughs> and then comes the surprise. Mm. Because a few days a few days after that, um, I'm in the car. I'm I'm driving somewhere and I have uh CarPlay, so I've got, you know, the Spotify thing up on my thing. And it's, it presents me with it what it calls the daily mix. Mm. So I'm like, okay, let's see what's there. The problem is it takes almost everything you've ever listened to and then tries to give you a mix based on that. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's, like the, it's like the tempo equivalent of whiplash because you go from slow to fast to English to Japanese to German in one case. And you're just like going as you're driving going, how am I supposed to concentrate on the road when you're trying to blow out my eardrums on one hand? And then on the next, it's so quiet, I have to crank the, you know, the volume up to ear bleeder just to hear anything. Oh, great. You know, this is one of those times where it's like, okay, yes, Spotify gives you a lot of choice. And I appreciate that. Right. But there are, but there are times when it's just overboard and you're just going. Eh. <laughs> well, I, I haven't used Spotify much, to be honest. A lot of people think that I should because it would be a nice way to, you know, uh, play some music that's uh, tuned to my tastes. On the other hand, I do have a Sirius XM All Access subscription, which I believe does give me access to Pandora. Now, I'm going to ask you something about that because I think it's a little bit different up here. Uh-huh. Because I tried to figure out, okay, first of all, can we get Pandora up here? Can we link it to this, the Sirius XM that, that I have up here in my car right now? Because, of course, when you buy a brand new car, they, you know, try to trick you and say, hey, we'll give you six months of it and then hook you. And then by the end of six months, you're like, okay, I'll pay 20 bucks a month. Yeah. Not. There's a better Man. way to do it. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, no, no. So, anyways, that that is one thing I may have to play with when I, you know, on one weekend where I have some time and it's like, you know, okay, let's see if I can make this thing work the way it's supposed to. Right, right. Sirius XM, my subscription, um, they were able to get me into an offer when I uh, when my trial ran out for $99 for all access for the entire year, which is actually a pretty good deal. I don't think anything like that in Canada is even remotely available. <laughs> but, because uh, while they... Mm-hmm. I was going to say, while they have the same name, mm-hmm. completely different companies. I see. But um, but no, my uh, in my situation, I was reading online ways you can get the best deal on Sirius XM satellite radio. And they give you the options. Sometimes it involves calling in to speak to different people. You know, like sometimes you go into uh, talk to an airline reservation agent to try to get things your way. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, that was my approach. But uh, the first offer I got was, well, you were paying $99 a year uh, before. We'll just give that to you again. Okay. Hey, I mean, if, 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 that's, if, they, if they're willing to do that and it's the exact same as what you had and you're happy, yes. perfect, right? And they also wanted to throw in a free Echo Dot into it, which I forgot to claim. Oops. Well, I already have so many Echo Dots in the house, so. Yeah, I mean, once you get past a certain number of dots, you're like, wait a minute, I'm tripping over the darn things. <laughs> well, yeah, I have to see uh, one day about dabbling into Spotify or Pandora to see exactly what it's like and see what's available to me. The one, Like I said, the one thing I would mention is, remember, it's like a Google of music. Right. And you know what can happen on Google if you start looking for thing X and you don't watch out. An hour later, you'll be like watching cat videos till your eyes bleed. No, that's the Fail Army channel if you want that. (laughs) (laughs) Do you you get Pluto TV up there by any chance? Mm, Don't think so, no. Okay, Pluto TV is the free ad-supported streaming service uh, that you can watch TV on, uh, regular streaming TV or on demand. Um, It worked very well. It was picked up by Viacom, which is now airing a lot more stuff on it, including uh, Nickelodeon content and whatnot. But one of the channels they have is the Fail Army channel. So if you want to see 24 hours of fails, you go to the Fail Army channel. Wait a minute, 24 hours of fail. That's Maple Beliefs TV. <laughs> <Based up here. laughs> but, uh, no, going back to what you said about the covers, um, that was a problem with me um, in the past trying to search for music to put on the station from iTunes because I ran into that situation. Um, when Plastic Love uh, became the hit once again, um, that's been in the last few years, um, I go to Plastic Love and search for it, and I can't tell you how many covers I see in Japanese and English on iTunes for Plastic Love. Now, I'm going to ask this question because, we, of course, we know about licensing, etc. How legal is it for iTunes to sell a cover version of a song? Because I never quite got that. Well, I'm sure whoever's doing the cover has to go through the original artist and the performance rights, correct? I would assume so, but I'm still... The, the sheer number of covers for certain songs, it's 
it's frightening. You're basically allowing everybody and your dog to sing your song. Right, right. I guess if you get paid, you don't care, right? Right. But when you get Moonlight and Senso sung by the dog from the town three three rows over, the three-legged dog, I'm kind of going, wait a minute, aren't you diluting your brand just a little bit? Right, right. I'm sure you have to jump through some loopholes uh, just to, you know, first get their approval and then get it published. I mean, to me, it's sort of like, okay, Ford decides the Mustang is now an electric vehicle. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, no. The Mustang is a muscle car that burns tires, you know, and runs over innocent pedestrians. It is not an electric car that goes, hmm, as it rolls along the road. Yeah. Now, now I'm trying to think here because there was something I was going to mention, and it slipped my mind. It'll probably show up like hours later. Oh, that's right, baseball, which is slowly slipping out of everybody's mind. You mean something watching, worse than worse than Ace of Diamond? I, I was going to say, real life Major League Baseball is worse than Ace of Diamond <laughs> because you have millionaires fighting billionaires. And the rest of the mortal folk here are going either play or get the hell out. There's the door. Don't let it hit you where the good Lord splits you. Oh, boy. I mean, now there's talk that apparently the owners presented another offer. And there's talk they might be close to a solution that we might hear by Friday. Friday of this week being the The 19th. 19th. Yeah. Okay. Now, I will say this sitting here today on the 17th. Mm. If this actually is a solution that will actually see us play baseball this year, Mm. I think I would literally go and find the biggest sake bottle I can get my hands on and drink it live during the next podcast, the entire freaking thing. (laughs) Because... You know, these people, like I said, I mean, there's a pandemic and they're fighting over money. Yeah, exactly. No, no. There are other things to fight over. What are the latest uh, that we're hearing? Granted, uh, uh, seeing that this podcast will be published uh, a few days after we speak here. Yes, after we speak, woof. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, like I said, should they come to an agreement? Should something happen? I'll be happy, but I don't know. This is the only sports league so far that just doesn't seem to want to get together and, you know, come up with a solution. As They'd rather fight. To, as opposed to uh, other locations such as uh, uh, basketball. And hockey. And let's see. Oh, Major League Soccer, if you're right. into that. Premier League. I was going to say. Speaking of that, <laughs> they came back today. Yes. Now, what did they? What was the one thing they could have done that would completely ruin the experience? I'll tell you because I was watching. <sighs> they pumped in crowd noise, fake crowd noise. It was horrible. <laughs> there is a certain air, there's a certain aura to a, a Premier League game, especially if it's between two storied rivals where there's a lot of heat between the parties. Oh, yeah. And the crowd is nuts. To hear the fake, synthesized mess that was being played during the two games today, I- I'm just going, if DAZN, who broadcasts the games in Canada, 
offered closed captioning, I would have shut the sound down and gone straight for that. Wow. Yeah. So bring back Bundesliga in that regard. Well, the, the funny thing is, okay, I that that's probably why they did it. Because unlike Bundesliga, where, of course, the majority of the players are speaking German. Right. Some other languages, but mostly German. And not and the English speaking audience generally doesn't know what the German players are saying. Ah. Including some of the stuff that, yeah, we cannot repeat on this family podcast. <laughs> I don't even think Howard Stern could repeat on his podcast some of the stuff I heard. Uh oh. Well, the the British announcers of the Bundesliga were apologizing profusely, of course. But I could just imagine what's being said during a Premier League match. Okay. So you and would, why they have to mask you it. Know, yeah, just just a wee bit. <laughs> yeah, and as I expected, though, there were a couple of uh, bumps, mm-hmm. including a rather nasty one between teammates, which ended up with teammate A lying on the ground and having to be carted off. Oh, yeah, you, you get the you get the sense that yes, they had their training, they, they did have training sessions before they started again, right. but you're like, yeah, they they're really rusty, mm-hmm. which is why. When it comes to things like hockey and basketball, I'm just kind of like, you know, going, yikes. Yeah. Although basketball, I don't think there's quite as much potential for injury, considering you're not, you know, skating on blades of steel, you know, that are sharpened to a point. Right. <laughs> oh, Sonic uh, in the chat room saying, applause sign li- lights up above your head. Because that's what I was thinking. Uh, uh, the fake crowd noise is kind of similar to the uh, fake laugh tracks that they throw into the old comedy shows or even to the game shows. Yeah, yeah, perfect. The the sit the sitcom, you know, laugh track. There we go. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there there's my crotchety moment for the day, which will probably be a few more along the way, but hey. <laughs> um so the world's trying to get back to normal uh with the this uh coronavirus pandemic still ravaging um, here in New York, uh, in the city at least, we're supposed to move to what is known as Stage 2 uh, next week, which would allow outdoor dining, uh, barber shops to reopen, which I would love to have the barber shops reopen. Uh, you know, n- no offense to you, Nep, but as far as I go... <laughs> You're number one, JR. You're number one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm sorry, but you know, uh, um, now you left me speechless. <laughs> well, okay, you're not as bad as some people. Okay. My one of my bosses, for example, he basically looks like he's trying out for a '90s boy band. Exactly, that's what I was thinking. Uh, with the the way my hair looks, I'm either gonna look like a J-pop or K rock um, or J-pop. K-pop singer uh, from a boy band or uh, one of the Osmonds. No, no, you're you're getting close to that look. I don't know if you've seen the ads down there for Sapporo. Oh, where, where they where they you know say we we brought things from from Japan and you know the West has embraced them. One of them being this guy in a obviously fake Elvis pompadour. Yeah, you know. Open leather jacket, bare chested, you know, the whole nine yards singing, you know, and it's just like, you're getting to that point. 
<laughs> I'd say another month or so, and you could probably do it. <laughs> yeah. So some people are like, uh, yeah, you should do something about this. And other people I'm speaking to are like, no, you should let it grow exactly the way it's growing. So this way you have lots of full hair. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> well, the only problem with lots of full hair, the care of so much hair. True. Yeah. You know, because I know, I know for a fact that, you know, in my family, I have at least my mother saying, you know, Mama Canuck saying, I need a haircut like yesterday. <laughs> she, she's at the point where she would, she'd almost consider, I think, going to a vet barber to do it. A vet I barber? In other, yeah, in other words, go to the vet and, you know, the ones that, that snip the dog's hair. Oh. She's like, you know, I'll go into their truck. I don't care at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Does he have money to give him to take the haircut? <laughs> Mm. Yeah, well, uh, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, mom, um, maybe you just want to calm down and not quite think that that drastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, any more drastic in your life, she's like throwing a pair of scissors in my hands and go go for it. Right. <laughs> and if she gets that desperate, I w- I'm going to be in big trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of desperate, uh, I've been reading the news about Japan and... Uh, they're kind of in a desperate situation still, cautious, but still in a way desperate because how uh, coronavirus has impacted them, uh, especially their tourism industry, which has basically monumentally crashed. Um, the foreign visitor count from May, and again, this might be me uh, as Captain Obvious speaking, considering uh, Japan has not lifted any of its entry restrictions uh, for over a hundred countries and territories, most of them basically. Uh, but um, in the month of May, there were an estimated seventeen hundred foreign travelers, uh, down ninety nine point nine percent from a year earlier, and it is the lowest since the nineteen sixty four Olympics, basically, which is around the time when they started taking statistics. Oof, that's yikes. And uh, so we've been reading about this. Uh, They still are speaking to a few countries to see about easing uh, entry restrictions, first for uh, business purposes or long-term residents and then short-term visitors. Um, But uh, something that will probably uh, compound things a bit is the fact that... um, Japan, um, compared to many other countries and territories, has a low number of people with the coronavirus antibodies. Um, So uh, the test conducted by the health ministry, according to this news report, suggested an antibody... uh, rate of 0.1% in Tokyo and 0.17% in Osaka. So in those areas, less than 1% of people have the coronavirus antibodies. Mm. Yeah, you see, the problem is there's two ways you go with this. Mm -hmm. One is lock down, separate, and try to, you know, force the virus to extinguish itself. Mm -hmm. Or the other extreme, which is what Sweden tried 
which is basically have at it. Let's see what happens. And Sweden's finding out have at it. Let's see what happens. No, no, that doesn't work either. Well, how bad of a shape were they? uh, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but they were at the time I checked uh, only second to Italy in terms of rate of infection. Oh boy. Which considering the size of their country is not a good thing. Wow. Yeah. But uh yeah, reading the numbers about the a- antibodies uh, lack thereof uh in Japan right now uh, leads me to believe that they're going to be in no rush to uh reopen the borders to regular uh, international traffic. Yeah, I, I think it's sort of like the, the, the situation now between, uh, um, as the saying goes, the meth lab and the apartment upstairs. <laughs> JR knows what I'm talking about, but to clarify, the United States and Canada, which has extended the border uh, closure until at least July 21st, at last I heard. Right. And the way things are going, I think it's going to get extended a little bit longer. Right. Which, of course, makes... The sports, the sports ball thing is a bit more interesting for the local teams here, right? And right. in Canada in general, right? I think I think most most places are going to say uh, we're going to ex- we're going to extend our closure until this date, but we really don't mean it. That's essentially what it is, I think. Mm. Well, I mean, the prime minister actually the other day announced that you know even though there's a ban between travel between you know the apartment and the meth lab <laughs> we, we we will uh you know as long as local health authorities permit you know uh-huh. in canada they would allow the the uh of quarantine players to go back and forth i see so i'm not sure if that's you know going to be effective or even happen i mean as far as i can tell right now the raptors have decided nope we're going to orlando before we get locked into the magic kingdom to play for however long we play mm-hmm. And as for the Blue Jays, they're saying, yeah, we think the Needons is a lot nicer this time of year. Mm. Florida. I'm going, no, you're walking into an infection cesspool. Why? So I'd like to see where things stand five or six months from now. And like I said before, I'm probably... At this point, instead of plotting a trip to Japan, I'm either plotting a trip to where it might be safer, I don't know if that will be a logical re- way of thinking, or I'm either doing a road trip or I'm uh, hunkering onto an Amtrak train and locking myself in- inside of my own cabin. <laughs> well, think of it this way. Depending on, on how things go, the only sports that might actually exist this season might as well be the C, might be well be the CFL. Mm-hmm. They're talking about two two hub cities, and I think within Canada they could pull it off. Interesting. Mm. Which hub cities are we talking about? Uh, Vancouver was one for the Western teams. The Eastern teams they were still kind of debating. Okay. So I think they were maybe think maybe they were thinking they were thinking Winnipeg. I think. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's really all they have because everything east of Winnipeg is like, you know, hi, Ontario. Yikes. Hi, Quebec. Double yikes. <laughs> uh, Colin is in the chat room has a question. Would you ever consider visiting Japan during the 2021 Olympics? 
Well, let's hope that those Olympics happen. Obviously, I think it's too early to say what's going to happen to them. Otherwise, my Miraito and Somedi mascot plushy dolls are going to be worth either a lot of money or not. Um, but um, honestly, um, if I was going to visit Japan during the Olympics, I would probably want to steer clear of Tokyo. <laughs> mm. Yeah, any anything near any of the Olympic venues, any of that, yeah, you want to steer far, far away. Right. Stay in Kyoto in an inn and just relax there. Although some other uh, location that I w- had been considering, you know, working off as a hub because I keep saying that I want to, you know, spend some more time there but never do, Nagoya. Hmm. Um, Nagoya, Aichi Prefecture, uh, the heart of central Japan. Uh, you're only minutes away from Kyoto and Osaka by bullet train. And uh, if the Olympics were happening... Um, that will probably be a good spot for me to arrive and depart from. Um, I have arrived in the airport in Nagoya once, and that was with Mary when we went to Japan many years back. Um, Central Japan Airport is beautiful, um, very modern, very streamlined. And um, what's nice about it is that you have one terminal building, and it's split right down the middle, one side for domestic flights, one side for international flights. Now that, now that is perfectly simple organization. Oh, yes. And then you walk out the plane, and you literally, you walk in a straight line, you walk by, you know, there must be a lot of people who need extra assistance leaving the plane. So they're standing by, and everybody's bowing to you as you leave the plane and everything. And you walk straight ahead, and you don't even have to walk too far as opposed to Narita Airport, where I feel like I'm walking two or three miles just to get to immigration. No, you basically walk right out of the plane, immigration, customs, right there. You just walk in a straight line, and out you go. I, I was going to say, that's probably the only airport in the world, short of some little some little tiny you know, international airport in some country that we don't even know. Right. Because every every other country that I've gone into... Where it's coming in from going in for an international flight, it's like, oh my god, yeah, get me a Sherpa, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you're thinking about uh, Lukla Airport, I think, right? That's the one with the short runway that uh, that butts next to a mountain. I think so. Yeah, that's the because, one for people like who want to do Mount Everest uh, will land into that airport. Well, that's just reminding me again of Switzerland, where the airport. And a very big mountain are very close to one another. And you have to make one hell of a turn. Otherwise, you're going to become part of that mountain real quick. Exactly. Take off or landing. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, no, Nagoya, the way we got there is we flew from uh, here to Detroit and then from Detroit to uh, Nagoya. They had a a direct flight. And um, up until the coronavirus pandemic hit, I think they still had direct flights from uh, Detroit. Uh, whether or not that's still going to be the case um, is still up in the air. But um, that's, I think, one of the only direct flights to Nagoya now from the U.S. Otherwise, I would have to, uh, i probably have to change in Tokyo or maybe change in another country nearby such as uh, uh, Taiwan 
if I wanted to take the the longer journey. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm not quite sure. As far as I know, there's still the Toronto flights, but only to Haneda to go right. to Japan right now. Right. Vancouver gives you more options, but changing planes, especially in a Canadian airport, right. no, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. That's that's just bad. Right. What what I'm finding interesting, and I'm not sure why, um, there is uh, to Japan one flight a day from L.A. right now on all Nippon at least. I'm not. I didn't look up Japan Airlines, but on all Nippon they have one flight a day right now to uh, Tokyo, um, which is normally two flights a day. Um, I believe ANA does one flight a day from Chicago to Tokyo, and that's still being maintained every day. But our New York to Tokyo flights are down to two flights a week. Mm. Well, I guess it it comes down to demand, and I'm surprised actually that New York would be going down because I'm going financial center. Mm, Surprise. Yeah. But no, somebody in the channel, I noticed they asked about eSports. Now, I'll say this, having watched my fair share up here, because when there's nothing else to watch, you watch it. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, because it really depends on who's playing. Because I just actually finished an episode of uh, an NHL esports thing they're doing for charity, hmm. and they pair off a uh, NHL player with someone from the sponsoring uh, station, in this case, Sportsnet, up here in Canada. Okay. The, the problem is, the the first guy they pair is this quiet guy from Chicago who, I can't remember his name anymore, that's how it, that's how quiet he was, mm-hmm. versus a guy who uh, became an internet sensation up here because basically he was a Leafs fan who would completely go bananas online, mm-hmm. win, lose, or draw, mm-hmm. by the name of Steve Dangle. Okay. So, anyways, most of the shtick is Dangle making cracks as he's either losing or winning. <laughs> which is all well and good, except, you know, after a while you're like, come on, new material, something different, and stop making fun of the other guy. He's trying. Oh, boy. And then they flip it around, and you get the Sportsnet personality who, I won't say he's bland, uh-huh. but he's bland. Against an NHL player, Evander Kane, who, if you know Evander Kane, he's not... One to you know zip his lip. He he will say what he thinks. Right. So needless to say, as he's pounding, you know the Blando from Sportsnet. You're just going oh. <laughs> when you and Dangle eventually meet up in the next round, oh god, it's going to be like stop talking to both of you. <laughs> just play the game. Uh, or drop your gloves. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, they're running up scores. You're, you're you're barely paying attention to the actual game they're playing because of the yapping they're doing. Right. And it's just like, okay, 5-5, five, five, you know, 6-5 in overtime. It's like, <laughs> woof, defense? No, no, no. You're you're just going for run and gun here. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, wow, it's already a quarter to the top of the hour, and we still haven't taken a commercial break. Um we have to get to my taste testing of the day, which is a very peculiar bag of what I think are potato chips from the Boxu box I got uh, recently. So uh, we're going to take uh, our mandated timeout 
Come back for the taste test and give you some more news. Sounds like a plan? Sounds like a plan. All right. We'll be back pretty quick here in the Extreme Enemy Radio Podcast. Welcome back to the Extreme Enemy Radio Podcast. I'm JR. He's Neff. Uh, we're almost out of time, uh, so we want to tell you quickly about what's going on with the podcast. Uh, first, uh, once again, Shinigami Liz is sponsoring the Extreme Anime Radio podcast tonight. We so uh, we thank her so much for her support. Um, if you would like to help us out with sponsoring the podcast, it is $10 per show for whatever the next show is. And uh, all the contributions will go to um, help uh, the current operating expenses that we have, which are just uh, for the live servers that we use to broadcast our live program. We still have to maintain those on a monthly basis. So um, the podcast sponsorship uh, donations will go towards that. So you can reach out to us at extremeanimeradio at gmail.com or direct message us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Uh, if you'd like to find out more information, uh, we'll give out those uh, addresses uh, in just a little bit. Uh, we'd also like to uh, remind everybody about uh, our recent posts concerning Extreme Anime Radio mascot Sarah Yoshida um, and how we are reaching out to cosplayers of color to see if they would be interested in cosplaying uh, the character. If you know um, any cosplayer of color or anybody who would be interested in uh, the Sarah cosplay, please send them over our way and uh, have them contact us and we'll give them more details. We really appreciate it. Uh, you can read our previous posts about that as well. Um, let us see what else. Okay. Well, I'll mention the surprises here, Neff. Are you ready? I'm seated. My my arm, my uh, things are in the upright position. I think I'm good. Okay. Well, uh, kind of two surprises. One is for you, and one is hopefully for Liz. The surprise for Liz is that we have a... Sarah, shout out heading her way from Dearly Cosplay, and I'm going to send that to her uh, probably soon after we're off the air, because I think Dearly uh, sent it to me a little while ago. So, Liz, that is your surprise. We hope you enjoy it. And Neff, as for your surprise, uh, I've been in talks with uh, Liz... She's created a new crochet item, which is being shipped to your door. Oh, dear. I'm now I'm very curious. <laughs> oh, dear. I spoke to her after uh, she showed me what this was, and I figured, you know, give it to Neff. Uh, he's been doing so much for us lately, and we really haven't. Given him, you know, expressed our appreciation. So, yes, you have something en route, uh, and hopefully it'll arrive soon. I think uh, the shipping methods to Canada have been improved slightly, so I think uh, I think we'll be in good shape for you to get that in a little bit. I was going to say, they, they're allowing polar bears to cross the border again, are they? Oh. <laughs> well, well, thank you once again, Jared. As I, say, as I like to say, and I've said this many times, I think of this as therapeutic because yeah. you know it allows me to relax. 
Oh, as, as wound up as I get, as wound up as I get online here, here in this, and during these podcasts and in previous incarnations, this is relaxation personified compared to real life. Well, we appreciate that. And number one, thank Liz because this wouldn't happen and I without her support. Right now, thank you very much to Shinigami Liz. I do so enjoy your little. You you have such talented hands. If I had talented hands like that, I'd be a, I'd be a much much better person. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other thing, speaking of relaxation, is that um, one of the talented artists that we work with to uh, create Sariyoshida artwork, uh, Daphne, aka Daf Interesting, she's almost done with her latest Sariyoshida artwork. And we hope to share that with you when it is complete. Think, chill, just like you said, Neff, and relaxation. Which is perfect because that's what we all need to do right now. Relax and chill. And I think it might also go well her artwork by listening to some Plastic Love. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So before we go off the air, we're going to go ahead and open up this bag, this humongous bag. Which is, um, I would say, uh, five or six inches square. Wouldn't you agree? I, I would say that's probably a good, a good, uh, yeah. And it plops right into the shipping box that Boxu sent. Um, this is part of their June subscription box theme, which is Tangy Citrus. This is uh, something called um, Yuzushio Potato Chips. Um, and they're made by a Tokyo-based company, and this is yuzu salt flavor, which is supposed to be a savory flavor. But I look at the bag, and I ask myself, why is there a picture of a cartoon cow and pictures of the yuzu citrus salt and steak? And why does it say on the... um, bag yuzushio beef when this uh content has nothing to do with beef and if you're looking at me for an answer i got nothing (laughs) (laughs) so reading the description uh potato chips uh thin and crisp uh these chips are dusted in a mixture of salt and yuzu powder which means my hands will probably get slippery again the salt help brings out the savory note to the potato, while the yuzu offers a hint of tartness. Okay, so I'm going to open this bag up. It's, uh, you know, inflated just like a lot of uh, individual snack bags, and I expect to open this and see not too much content in it. So let me I was going to say inflated like most politicians, but let's not go there. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm having trouble, so... What did I say last time, Neff, when I had trouble opening one of these? Look for the instructions on how to open it. In which case, I see a little bit of an indentation, so I think this is where I'm going to open it. <laughs> how about that? There we go. <laughs> Always remember, folks, read the instructions. You might save yourself some hassle. Either read the instructions or look for something that sort of makes sense. Okay. There's actually a, a fair amount of uh, potato chips in here. Hmm. So we actually get some content, not just air. Yep. So right now, this smells to me like a bag of potato chips. 
Well, if it smelled like anything else, I'd be semi worried. <laughs> Let me see. The majority thing is potato. Right. Well, I have a few chips out of my hand here. Let me take a little sniff. At first, they smell like potato chips, but then you have to take another whiff to smell the yuzu. So it's not there initially when you smell it. Hmm. Okay. Um, I'm thinking about this now. Maybe this is supposed to go well with the steak or beef. This is why they put the steak on the thing. But uh, The only way you're going to know is put one in your mouth and see what happens. All right. Here we go. That's the quietest potato chip I've ever heard, folks. Exactly. They're so, so thin. And I uh, I like these. I'm going to give these a yay. Okay, so I'm assuming the, the yuzu flavor and there's no beef trying to mash its way in, right? No beef flavor whatsoever. No beef, fake beef seasoning. <laughs> So, again, the mystery of why is there a cow and why is there beef on that bag? Right, exactly. Maybe hmm. this company is responsible for other beef-related products. I have no idea. I have to look them up. Yamayoshi. Hmm. But, yeah. When you taste it, then the, the subtle yuzu really hits you. So I think I'm going to save that snack a little bit uh, for um, light occasional use uh, in the days ahead. I don't want to eat too much. And besides, it's almost time for me to take my Crestor. Yippee. Ah, yes, medications. (laughs) Well, it could be worse. At least you're swallowing a pill. Don't forget, I got to put drops in my eyes. Oh, that's right. Which is sort of like, drop, drop. Oh, it hurts. It burns. And five minutes later, okay, it only semi-burns. <laughs> well, folks, um, it's been a good podcast. We thank you for listening. And uh, remember that we do have those uh, sponsorships available. I believe the sponsorship for the next show is going to be taken by somebody. Uh, so we'll post about that later. But uh, if you want to... Um, Join the queue, per se, for the next uh, sponsorship. You Feel free to do that. Again, we still need um, that support to help pay for these live servers. Otherwise, we would not be able to do live shows such as we're sort of doing in real time here. So um, if you'd like to contact us for that, uh, please uh, go to social media or email, and Neff will give you those addresses one more time. Yes, if you want to hit us up on Facebook, we're on facebook.com forward slash anime radio. You can private message us there. Uh, Twitter at anime radio or twitter.com forward slash anime radio. And we're on Instagram at extreme anime radio. And just hit us up the old fashioned way extreme anime radio at gmail.com. Well said, well said. And hopefully by the next show, um, I'll have um, some. Uh, new content to bring you guys i'll be watching more of ace of diamond uh which i watched a few more episodes of and the protagonist is still uh annoying <laughs> he's annoying he's rob manfred <laughs> oh Ooh. but um this being uh one of the uh hardest work weeks uh for the job where i work 
Um, I won't have a lot of time in the next few days, but hopefully I'll have about three or four days off after that all settles down, and I could try to get into um, some uh, more of that anime. Um, I also got a recommendation from Umi to read a manga that is apparently on the Crunchyroll app. A manga by the name of Crossing Time. Are you familiar with that? I've seen that title because I do I do have the app as well, but I've never actually read that one. No. This is a collection of slice of life omnibus shorts about various girls and what happens to them at railroad crossings. Okay. Various dramatic pieces occur while you hear clank, clank, clank in the background. Well, it's either happening at a train crossing or, you know, something in a factory. <laughs> exactly. Initially, I thought it was an anime that she recommended, in which case I will be, uh, you know, full interested in those short stories. But no, this is a manga, so I'll be interested to see uh, how that uh, turns out. I believe with my Crunchyroll subscription, I should have access to that, right? Yeah, you have, a, you have access to everything on the Crunchyroll manga app as well. Uh, although I must say that app is very unstable at times. Like it can go for days and it's fine. Then there'll be a day where you're like, read two pages, crash, read three pages, crash. Then you just throw it away and you, you read it through another app, you know, find another app uh, manga to read. Oh, <laughs> well, now that I've gotten retro to crush TV working on the computer, I'm going to go through their, their back catalog. I actually started just before we got on air to watch Bubblegum Crisis. It is the dub, which is fine. But then they dub the songs in English. Blink, blink. So you lose Kaniwana Hurricane into something that's not quite the same thing. Should I get Lex Lang to knock on your door and and sing you uh, the famous Roni no. Kenshin English song? No, you see... He can actually sing. That's the thing. He can actually sing, and it sounds good. Oh, yeah. But but this particular voice actress, whoever it is, or singer, I don't know. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> and part of, it is the, part of it is the lyrics she's forced to sing. I will say that. Interesting. So, yes. Oh, and, there's a, and there is a new anime coming mm-hmm. from a manga. That is recommended by the velour-wearing idiot in the closet. Uh-oh. Yeah. We'll talk about that next time. But needless to say, considering what's going on in the world right now, I'm actually surprised, A, they're doing this particular manga as an anime right now, and B, how are they going to do it and make it suitable for TV? Mm. It has all the earmarks of interspecies reviewers all over again. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, joy. Well, but that's uh, something to look forward to next time. Definitely. Well, we thank you again for listening uh, to our podcast today. We hope you'll join us uh, for our next show. Uh, hopefully, it'll be next Wednesday at the usual time. But as per usual, we'll keep you informed on social media for all the latest updates. For Neff, I'm JR. Thank you for listening. And remember, keep on listening to the Extreme Mind Radio podcast, and we'll catch you next time. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. <laughs>